Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite-Off, where this time we have brought towels and sunscreen and um, uh, our better halves. My name is Daniel Kunkel. I'm Evan Morkal. I'm Annika Morrison. And I'm Lizzie Emanuel. There's so many more people. This is your first time seeing one, right, Lizzie? I don't want to... Well, I had seen... I had seen the first, like, half of each of the other two Hotel Transylvanias <laughs> until... The worst parts. Yeah. Until Evan was like, I have to turn it off. And then we went to bed, and then he watched the rest of it at a later date. <laughs> and I believe she also got to watch uh, Taste the Blood of Dracula, or was it Dracula Has Risen from the Grave? You got to watch one of those. There was some right uh, happening. Yeah. It was like an 80s yeah. movie. Somebody's yeah. doing some satanic rites. Yes, somehow. exactly. There's yeah. a lot this, of satanic. <laughs> this is very exciting. And Annika, see, you've seen a couple of these movies. I've seen many of these movies. <laughs> you've seen you haven't. This, but this is like the first time we've watched because you didn't watch any of the Christopher Lees. No, no. Mm. So this is your first time, like, really watching a whole series. I watched the wild ones. Yes. Um, some of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, occasionally released as Hotel Transylvania 3 A Monster Vacation, not as good, or simply Hotel Transylvania 3, which is also not as good. Um, this is the third one. It's there. Everybody's back. Um, <laughs> Adam's back. Andy's back. I felt like Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez did up in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think she got a little bit more to play with. And her voice, it just, she felt more, it felt more like, oh, Selena Gomez is talking to me through this animated character. And I don't know if that's because she just doesn't talk that much in the other ones. And this puts it in sharp contrast how little <laughs> she does actually talk in the other ones. It's it's interesting. Kevin James is still here. Fran Drescher, Steve Buscemi, just a who's who of great actors doing a job. <laughs> Getting a paycheck. Getting yeah. a paycheck. Yeah. Um, who was everybody's favorite addition to the cast? Definitely Catherine Hahn. I'll listen to her do any character, even though she seems to do a lot of the same kinds of things. <laughs> uh, I think Joe Jonas as the singing Kraken had to be my favorite. Mm -hmm. That was Joe mm -hmm. Jonas. I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. It's weird because they give him like a blue eyes jazz, like crooner song at first. And then he gets kind of a pop jazz song. And like the Joe Bros are not who I think of when I think of jazz music. No. No, not at all. Uh, I'd also like to shout out Jim Gaffigan. I thought he was yeah. great as Professor Abraham Van Helsing. I think he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was awesome. This grossed almost half, more than half a billion dollars. I don't know why. That's wild. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was the it's the highest grossing film in the series. And it is Sony Pictures Animation's highest grossing fully animated film, period. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can't be true. Wow. I do I do just want to give a shout out to the writers on this one for remembering to put an antagonist in it. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. Plot. Yeah, they did definitely pick a plot for this, which mm -hmm. was a, a nice change compared to the first two. Dracula's growth doesn't involve a creepy revelation about how <laughs> weird he is with his daughter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. He also starts off cool with humans. Awesome. Yes. Progress. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Johnny gets some good development in this one, namely a hobby. <laughs> one singular hobby does this <laughs> man who is like the like should you like in the first one, the main character. Yeah. Besides Dracula. Second one, kind of a deadbeat dad. And this one still kind of a deadbeat dad, but he has a hobby that is useful. <laughs> I don't, think he's, I don't think he's a deadbeat dad. I think he's not an important part of the plot being a dad in the background. I don't think he's an important part of raising his son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do a good job of showing a healthy co-parenting lifestyle because it feels like Selena Gomez does everything and 
Adam Andy Samberg is like, hey, what's up? Well, we were talking about how eventually, because they're all, the rest of them are going to live much longer, you know, Andy Samberg won't be in the picture for very long. So she's kind of got to she's got to take the lead there. Dad, you're going to be dead by the time I'm not even 18. So, like, don't even worry about it. Truly. It's cool. Though I we were also talking about like, OK, we're, we're interested to see did Dennis age at all? I'm not sure how many years later this takes place after the first movie. Um, but he's he's aged, he's aged a little bit, but a little bit. is he going to now that his vampire powers have come through, is he going to age so very, very, very slowly over the next 110 years until he's 118? It's a clever way to keep an animated child character the same age, effectively. That's for, a good point. I feel like they tr- it's weird because they felt like they were trying to do a franchise like after the second one franchise time let's go but then like we finished this third one and you were like okay that's the end of the franchise like everybody (laughs) has everything they need nobody had there's nothing else anyone needs anymore that's a really good point that their their story arcs are sort of everything we've seen these characters go through uh or, or start their emotional journeys is is now actually kind of finished up so how bad is the fourth one gonna be but you Ter- can't make terrible. <laughs> you can't make half a billion dollars and then say, "Okay, we're done." <laughs> That's true. Half a billion dollars off of a sixty-five to eighty million dollar budget. Like, I'm I'm not sure. I have not listened to the previous two Hotel Transylvania episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you might good. have already discussed this. The budgets get cheaper for each movie, yeah. and yeah. they make progressively more, which is a confusing way to do a movie. But they also are looking better and better Yeah, each time. I don't think you can uh, claim that for this one because we did refuse the extra dollar to rent it in high definition. That was me being cheap. <laughs> That's not the movie's fault. But we have no idea how it looks. We watched it in standard, in standard definition on a 4K TV. Uh, I think it's standard def. I think it looked quite good. Yeah. There's a sequence where they go snorkeling, like go scuba diving in this one. And I think that's a pretty nice looking sequence. I think everybody... Everybody's kind of figured out how their character moves. Like, like first Hotel Transylvania, Dracula's all over the damn place. And in the second one, he's kind of mellowed out. And in this one, I feel like they nailed it. He's just kind of a smooth talking man in this one. He's not like bending his back 340 degrees or something insane in this one. Although Van Everybody Helsing was the the movement on that was very disturbing, <laughs> I have to say. I yeah. So Van Helsing's the bad guy. This one starts out in the 1870s when Van Helsing is a dude. Just I believe a, it's the 1890s. Might have been the 1890s. Some 1897. There we go. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, I kind of like the opening scene of this. We get a flashback to all the monsters like in their prime, in their bachelor days, and they're all on a train to Budapest. And then Van Helsing shows up. He's like, what's up? I'm Van Helsing. My family has hunted monsters for generations. And then we get this montage of Dracula just absolutely embarrassing this man and like just wrecking shop with his body just destroying his body and his mind and his spirit over and over again and to van helsing he's like this is this is my life's purpose i'm i'm disrespecting my family history for this and for dracula it's like oh this guy again (laughs) and like and that's all it is to dracula it's nothing to van helsing it's his life I kind of get Van Helsing in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Though, as Lizzie said, he's terrifying at the end. Yeah. He's a little his he keeps aging, obviously, and Mm -hmm. he literally destroys his body and turns it into a little tank with a hose for a neck. It's terrifying. It's very lame is now that I'm thinking about it. He's just like spent his entire life. In what way? I'm sorry. He's just spent his entire life, you know, chasing after this one person. And he's like essentially destroyed himself to do it. So I think they're essentially the same movie. It's a tragic love story, if we're being honest here. Um the, the basic premise of this is Dracula wants to get a date, but he lies to Mavis and is like, oh, I'm just stressed running the hotel. So Mavis organizes a big cruise ship for everyone to go on. They all they go to their Bermuda Triangle for their cruise. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. 
The flight um, there, excellent. The flight there is very good. The Gremlin Gremlins. Airlines. Yeah, Gremlins maybe my favorite characters in all of these movies now. Wow. Though Lizzie will probably make a compelling argument for the fish. I really liked the fish. <laughs> I loved the fish as well. <laughs> um, Blobby's back as well, and Blobby has a son in this movie. I, I would really like to talk about please, Blobby's please. Uh, system of reproduction. Yes, it's horrifying. <laughs> Blobby gets seasick on the cruise, vomits. When he vomits, he vomits a sentient new blob son for himself <laughs> that he spends the rest of the cruise taking care of as if it's his own child that he will have forever. <laughs> when the child gets bored, Blobby reaches into his stomach, pulls out another blob, and turns it into a blob puppy for his blob son. <laughs> blobby baby and puppy Blobby are what they are named. They are played by Gendy Tartakovsky, which is very funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Sorry, Johnny Solomon. Johnny Solomon's out in this one. <laughs> Blobby's also officiating a wedding at the top of this. He's Blobby communicating. Was He's growing. Blobby's got wonderful character growth. Like, not only does Dracula... Because, like, Mavis had what she wanted in the first movie. Johnny has what he wants in the first movie. Dracula needed a little something. By the end of this one, he finds that something-something. Even, Fra like, Frankenstein isn't afraid of fire anymore. Character arc complete. Invisible Man has a girlfriend. Character arc complete. Wolfman and his wife get some time to rekindle their love for each other outside of their parental roles. In a their closet. Character <laughs> in a closet. Yeah, I, interesting message there. Um, <laughs> their character arc, arc is complete. Blobby is learning to speak and has offspring and has a wonderful looking dog. Character arc. Literally every single person's character arc is complete, even the bit characters in this movie. I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think sure. we should backtrack and do the plot. Okay. Uh, they go on a cruise ship, and that's it. <laughs> it, it it's revealed on the cruise ship that the captain, uh, who appears looking like the most generic white lady blonde love interest you've ever seen in your entire life, um, you had it out for Erica this movie. I hated Erica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Erica is the captain. Uh, Dracula Caesar instantly falls in love. Zing. Says he zinged. Yes. We'll talk about the zinging the, in a bit. The twist is that Erica secretly in the basement of the ship <laughs> is keeping her great grandfather attached to a steampunk-esque wheelchair organ machine <laughs> who is Abraham Van Helsing. <gasps> 200 years later, he's still here to get Dracula, and Erica's job is to carry out their plot, which is revealed to be that they are going to take the boat to Atlantis <laughs> and awaken the sea monster that destroyed Atlantis so that he will kill Dracula and all the other monsters on board the ship. And also, they're really racist. <laughs> Because we get because well because they're they we er, Johnny's parents aren't in this and I thought they were going to be after the last one, mm -hmm. but we did not meet the racist character quota with them gone, so we had to fill that in with Van Helsing. <laughs> this one gets kind of Lovecraftian almost, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the most of the movies just them bullshitting around on this boat and doing cruise. They go on a little beach soiree and they go scuba diving and they do all this crap. Erica's trying to kill Dracula the whole time in the she worst is. ways also during all yeah, of this. They go on a date and she poisons quote unquote, the guacamole with garlic, which is important for us. Cause we learned that Dracula is not, He's not weak to garlic. He's just it's like he's garlic intolerant. So he just farts a lot. Solid joke. <laughs> it's for the children. It's for. Yes, it's for the, <laughs> for the children. Um, what did we think about this date? This date is for some reason a very interesting scene to me between Erica and Dracula. And I don't know why. So it might not be interesting to anyone else. I mean, it's definitely the plot point where we're supposed to realize that Erica might not be as racist as her great grandfather mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh and might have romantic feelings for Dracula she's not ready to address yet. Yeah. That's all. I guess my question is why does she have romantic feelings for him? Because they zinged. She had to feel it too. That's how the No, works. so we yeah, so that's my problem. We learned zinging is a monster thing. 
Monster Zing. It's literally imprinting from Twilight. They stole that and put it onto these characters, which is fine. Except Dracula is his whole like worry before he zings with Erica is that, well, I zinged with Selena Gomez's mom, so I can't zing ever again. We learn that's bullshit, which is like shocking to everyone. But it's like, also- literally every character is like, I didn't know we could do that. Wait, what? <laughs> I think they connect because they talk about how little family they have. Sure. And, and he, he's like, you know, I lost my wife and I've spent so much time, you know, focusing on my on my daughter. And he says something to the effect of, you know, you have to honor the past, but you also have to make your own future and, and progress. And I think that's the sort of crux of what connects them, because she's obviously trying to carry on the legacy of her great grandfather. So I think that's, that's where their connection began. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's good to yeah, me. I that's good. That's good. That's solid. He does roll up to their date and like, <laughs> I think it's a pretty funny this. moment where he's like super smooth, like psychically like pulls the chair out, sits her down, pulls the chair in, does like a whole sitting dance routine almost. And then he sits down and then they sit there for a minute and he's like, mm, I don't have anything to say, actually. And this, like, confidence melts away. And I, I I like how disarming she is. I think usually with these animated movies, they make the male characters very powerful. So it's nice to see that twist a bit. And then the whole, like, <laughs> the whole Tomb of Horrors bit. Very good. Is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so they uh, go on this date. It goes fine. Dracula runs away because he's got stomach problems because he ate a bunch of garlic. Because Mavis shows up and gets and, mad. And Mavis shows up. I'm going to get up on my soapbox here that I usually Great. reserve for uh, Hallmark movies. Um, uh, almost every single child with a single parent does not like their single parent dating. It's just kind of how it goes. Hallmark movies have chosen to ignore this. Yes. I appreciated that Mavis's first instinct was to hate this woman. <laughs> and then she decided she needed to get over it because her dad is an adult and she wants him to be happy, which is a good, you know, good way for the movie to go. She, she's also married and has a child. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of that, I'm not going to speak for people, but if it was me, I feel like some of that would go away when it's like, yeah, listen, Dad, I don't love you dating again, but, like, I have a half-human vampire life that I need to prioritize, so I don't care. Do whatever you... It also feels like if a monster's like I zinged, that's it. That is also the point at which she decides to be supportive. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's revealed. they um, When they finally get to Atlantis, they go into the Tomb of Horrors, which holds this ancient artifact we don't know what this ancient artifact is that killed all the monsters we also learned that atlantis was a monster civilization ancient greece was a monster civilization Mm -hmm. i think ancient rome ancient rome was another yeah these are all just monster civilizations so all of human history has been rewritten for us pretty much in this movie in the span of about two jokes atlantis is also now just a giant casino yeah also great and the kraken which is hanging out just underneath the waves greeting people yeah. uh sleeps in a bed it has to be the biggest bed <laughs> on the planet who, who made this bed who, who i was was i not the only was i the only one thinking about the fact that this bed had to be constructed the pillows yeah. are the size of continents that must be ginormous i'm sorry <laughs> that was my soapbox <laughs> giant bed Ah, I love finding everybody's soapboxes. So they go into this underground crypt, which holds this ancient weapon, whatever it is. And Erica triggers a trap. Dracula saves her. And she's he's like, don't worry, baby. I'll always be there to protect you from traps. And she's like, bet. And proceeds to trigger every single trap possible. I think her goal is to still kill Dracula. Mm hmm. I was very unclear I did on the not think that, that was her goal at that point. Okay, what did you that think was going on? That to me on? felt a, it was the test of the romance. It um, was okay. Put your money where your mouth is. You want your into me? You say you're going to keep saving me from danger? Do it. I read it as he's tr- she's trying to kill him. Still, it's just a convenient sort of two for one. 
And then his commitment wins her over time and time again. So when we started dating, I didn't have to get stabbed. Do you remember the phase of dating where you promised you would never let me fall off the top bunk of my bed? And from that day forward, I would jump at you and fall over to force you to catch me. That's exactly what they just did. I completely (laughs) take it back, apparently. I would fall Mm. over so that you were forced to stop what you were doing. Completely. Apparently. Is that was that a thing for you guys? I do not remember this. Where I would intentionally endanger myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, my jumping in front of the subway face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Personally. No. You guys might not be there yet. I think we were (laughs) to come. Still to come. <laughs> oh God! I don't. Re- yeah. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and then Dracula gets broken up with pretty harshly because yeah. she's like, "I will never date a monster." And Dracula's like, "Okay. Well, I. I. And this is why. Like, it doesn't matter that he zinged because she didn't zing because she's not a damn monster. It's. I think there's a gray area. She does later say, "I zinged." God damn it, she so, does, but she's not a monster. So does she not feel the zing? Does she feel it and doesn't want to acknowledge it? Maybe she's trying to put it into his words, but she's just feeling like <laughs> I'm in love, but I'm going yeah. to I'm going to say it in the way that you say. Saying it. I'm in love is so complicated. <laughs> I mean, all these zing. kids with their phrases. Just say you zinged. I'd a also, much stronger phrase. I'd suggest that there's a point in the movie where she starts to realize that her grandfather is more of a great grandfather, whatever he is, is more of a monster than Dracula is. So she Who's feels like she could be a monster too. And once that realization clicks in, she zings. It is interesting not thinking about it. Like, I wonder how long this cruise has been operating. <laughs> and she must have been catering to all of these monsters for, it seems like it's been years I, at least, agree. I would guess. I agree. And, uh, well, She's I surrounded guess. by an army army of fish people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. And the fish people are amazing. For <laughs> for the audience at home, they are uh, fish, much like out of SpongeBob, um, but drawn a little more realistically. They wear little suits and they have human feet and they walk around and they talk and they do everything on the boat. <laughs> and their heads are always facing upwards and they're always talking like ba 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 ba. And they're voiced. They're, they're voiced by Chris Parnell, who yes. also voiced the Fly Man in the first two movies. They realized they were abandoned. They they killed the fly. Actually, sorry, they killed the He's fly on, on the on the plane. Um, so they he had to give Chris Parnell. His eye falls yeah. Out. So they have to give him a job still. And uh, now he's fish people. They're great. The scene where the the uh, werewolf and his wife drop off the kids at the daycare facility. Good. I was great. I felt very bad for that fish man, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. They, they like they, they drop off their kids and then they walk outside and they're like, we can do whatever we want. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. And they both start shouting it. And like literally there's just like physical violence occurring to this fish employee in the background who like gets like thrown out the door. He's like, please, God, help me. And he gets like dragged back in by their children. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a vacation. But at a certain point like that fish is going to be eaten. And it's a person. I'm shocked that the fish is not eaten. Yeah. We never see him again. No, we do. We see that specific fish again? We see a daycare employee fish. That's not enough evidence for me. I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid that's not enough for me. This this pack of children has also like doubled again. Yes. Yes. Good Lord. They have a problem. And she's still pregnant. Yes. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. At a certain point. Yeah, we should get some condoms for these people. <laughs> You're saying it's like the rabbits in Zootopia. Yeah. They just they just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um uh Dennis oh, the kid's still around from the last one. We haven't really Dennis. talked. Yeah. He's just kind of fucking around with uh Winnie with the other little werewolf. Yeah. Uh they've got a dog in this one <laughs> who is like trying to be as appealing to me as blobby is and it just it doesn't work he's good well i really liked him once they started calling him bob they 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 sneak him onto the boat by putting him in the world's biggest trench coat 
and a this very <laughs> and a small hat. hat, and they say, "This is Bob," and then they say, "Say hi, Bob." He goes, "Hi, Bob." <laughs> he can say one thing in just this perfect voice. And I love that. I think one of my favorite moments was when the hat falls off of the dog, and it, and that's the thing that makes Mavis go. Oh my god, it's Tinkle. Like this tiny hat falling off. It's the dog I specifically bought for my child. Because it's not like it's like the pop collar trench coat. It's just wearing a coat and a hat. You can clearly still see it's this dog. I think it's just her trying to be inclusive. And she's like, I'm not going to assume that the giant pug is my giant pug. Yeah, by the way, when we say this is a giant pug, this is a normally drawn pug, like that's the image, but it is the size of... Scaled it up a bit. ...of a, a, a small house? It's at least a story tall. Yeah, yeah this is like a 10 foot tall, 8 foot wide pug. Big, big pug. Yeah. A lot of drool. Hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> and the big object, the deus ex machina in this, the bad guy thing that Van Helsing wants is some sheet music that when he plays it on a synthesizer, plays trap music that hypnotizes the Kraken into destroying Atlantis again. With yeah. all the monsters stuck inside. Yes. Yeah. Which can I say, it's a bop. It's I understand why the Kraken is hypnotized. Yeah. I agree. I liked in this one, we've complained about the last two ending in music, in raps, and in this one, it, they just said fuck it and made it a plot point. Mm -hmm. That's good. So they're playing this music, which for some reason only work, literally only works on the Kraken. It's specially written for the Kraken. Fair enough. Does every monster then have a certain oh. piece of music that if you play it, they become hypnotized to your I will? I like that. Or, or is this just a weakness of Krakens? Easily hypnotized. <laughs> Easily hypnotized. By music. <laughs> you feel like he wouldn't be a singer then if he was like, I know somewhere out there, if I, if I hear the right combination of notes, I'm going to go crazy and destroy Atlantis. <laughs> you don't think he'd be a singer at Atlantis if he knew that it's irresponsible of him is what I'm saying. Maybe he's just like a giant songbird. OK, music really affects him. They can mimic okay. and they can play it back. But he doesn't really have a whole lot of thoughts going on in there. Yeah. It's clever. It's clever. And it's pretty it's honestly pretty scary. Yeah. Like it's a it's a scary moment when he starts tearing apart this city with all my friends are on this on this island. I was surprised. I would think that would be frightening to young children. <laughs> yeah, <actually>. absolutely. <laughs> oh, they stopped writing this movie for children. <laughs> Halfway through the first oh, one. They're just for me now. They're just for they, they exist just the, for this, this podcast. podcast. <laughs> um and Johnny's one useful ability comes out in this. He Finally. used to be a bar mitzvah DJ, so he always carries his DJ equipment with him. And he fights the Kraken's it's not even the Kraken's fault. No. Like he's not a bad guy in this. No. And and he doesn't really fight the Kraken so much as he deems the synth organ music to be uh evil music yeah and so he thinks if he can play the happiest most enjoyable song on earth he can overpower this evil trap remix organ <laughs> he has that whole bit of like the dj room booth is a sacred space and he whips out the backpack the backpack finally did something finally. is that what's been in the backpack this whole damn time yes he he had that one bad smelling t-shirt in there too. Oh, he had right, the bad right, t-shirt. Right. I wish Mavis's backpack came back. Mm, frankly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm it's an important character to her. That was like the sign of her growth. That's was true. getting to get a, it it's I don't care. It's not important. The three songs he plays, Good Vibrations, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and the third and final song is the Macarena. I refuse to believe that the Macarena is the ultimate song of good. Thank you. I really would have loved to have been in the writer's room when they're like trying to figure out <laughs> what three songs it would have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how it went down. <laughs> Some writer looked up and said, all right, who sees this movie? Yeah, kids, but really middle-aged white people taking their kids to the movie. And what can middle-aged white people not resist? The Macarena. <laughs> you... 
this is what I wanted to spend most of the episode talking about was what songs would we switch out? Because mm-hmm. I, I just I agree. I do not think these are the three greatest positive songs. Good Vibrations is up there. That is a, good, a very strong choice. Yeah. Don't worry. Be happy is good, but I don't. It's, it doesn't come to mind when I'm like, I need a I need a happy song. What was interesting was they were all very sort of chill songs. They weren't like effusively, you know, upbeat in the same way that the that the evil music was. <laughs> they let Johnny be stoned in this one. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Yeah. Well, it was really funny when when Dra- when Don't Worry Be Happy starts playing and Dracula kind of gives him a look and he's like, it's got a good message. <laughs> 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 it was so like I you threw out um, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Oh. So the, I I took that it was the most infectious song, kind of the mm, song sure. that that gets people up and singing and dancing to it. Mm. So you know, no white person can resist the call of Sweet Caroline. <laughs> this is a fact. We're I think you cracking. For my money, I think you should. St- I think an eighty song. Mm-hmm. I think I think a synth rock had to be on there. I'm torn between We Built This City. Mm-hmm. Not the last song. That's not your that's not your like, mm-hmm. this is the greatest to start out with. You I think you start soft with We Built This City. I am also very called to Sister Christian though. Because mm-hmm. there's a bit more there's a bit more going on in that song, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem with these three songs. Nothing happens in these songs. I don't believe that the Kraken is like so calmed by these songs. And it's like these, once you've heard five seconds of these songs, you've heard the song, right? Like true. you got to go through more with it. I think Lizzie's was spot on. What did I say? You said Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> oh, yes, but I hate that song. So I'm yeah. glad that they didn't. <laughs> like, But it is an earworm. It gets yeah. in it there. It gets in there. That, that was good. I really like, hard to get away yeah. from. I feel like any of the songs they used in either of the two most recent Thor movies would have been good, but mm-hmm. but taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rainbow in the Dark would have been like... great. Um, Come on, Eileen, I think is a strong. Yes. Come on, That's Eileen. what was in my head was Come on, Eileen. Mm-hmm. I think you're really on to something with like white people songs. <laughs> Take on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Yeah. You gotta build on it though. Yeah, yeah. First, I'm. I, that's the weird part, right? I feel like I can think of a bunch of first songs. If somebody, literally in this moment, it's like if if Johnny can't come up with it's horrifying stakes. If Johnny can't come up with the most infectious feel good song, his wife, child, father and grandfather in law, as well as every person he's ever called a friend, apparently, will die and and it will be his fault. And he'll probably like best case scenario, he drowns. Worst case scenario, he like drowns and is crushed by the Kraken. Yeah, I believe he was about, stakes. He was about to be eaten by the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's was right. He about to be. They, he yes, puts the. the <laughs> he puts, he puts Johnny and Dracula That's and the right. DJ booth in his mouth. That's right. Yeah. I could not like literally that is worse than gun to your head situation. I could not think of a I couldn't think of any song in that circumstance, let alone. Mm-hmm. Hey, come up with the song you think will calm this nightmare creature from the depths of hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also, certainly would not be the Macarena. I'm also going to throw out um, at the. There's an episode of a there's a TV show that uses the song and I can't remember what it is, mm. um, but I'm gonna go with 500 miles would also be pretty oh, great. How I Met Your Mother. Thank you, thank you. How I Met Your Mother. That would also be great, and yeah. that's super fucking catchy. Mm-hmm. I would throw out the okay. I'm actually gonna change it from We Built This City to We Built This City and We're Not Gonna Take Up Take mm-hmm. It the mashup from the Rock of Ages mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I was That's thinking about movie. Living on a Prayer. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm. Oh, Living on a That's Prayer is good. That's such a good like climax song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Rock of Ages uh, soundtrack. I think now. Don't Stop Believing mm-hmm. Oh, one of the early yeah. ones. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, We've done no, such a good man, job. Listen, no, no. <laughs> We've already written it better. We've already done this better. <laughs> But it's also like Johnny doesn't know that as like he doesn't know that the music playing just a little bit is going to forever break the spell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why would you not pick a longer song? That's a really good point. I'd also like to say that like break the spell. Literally, the Macarena is so catchy that the music 
rips itself up to dance to it. I don't understand how this works. Is the music another monster? I'm I was very confused by that. Oh. This is sorry, this is a very in-depth Wikipedia article for this movie. Like it's got <laughs> beat by beat. It mentions the music being torn to pieces. Okay, we already finished this joke, but uh <laughs> oh, we, no, I could do this all day. Uh Single Ladies by Beyonce. Single oh, Ladies cuz you know they would have animated that Kraken to lift yes. its tentacle up. Yes. 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 All of the tentacles that's would really yeah. good. Up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's really 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 wanted to do something dancey. Yeah, that's a really good one. What was the um Oh, Get Lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> get Lucky. Yeah, a little a, bit. A little confusing for a kids movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody thinks about that song that way though. The adults might. It's like the entire the, Okay, sure, the adults <laughs> might. Yeah, they also might think about the couple being shoved back in the closet as something. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> do we care? Anyway, they defeat the Kraken with the power of love, and then Van Helsing apologizes, and everybody's like, dude, it's cool. Yeah. Welcome to the – you're part of the family now. And he gives, he gives them all a 30% refund. Because that's he what does. we learned. Van Helsing is the owner of this cruise line. And he's like, the best I can do is a 30% refund. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah sorry. Sorry. Uh, and then Dracula proposes to Erica. They had this horrible joke where Dracula and Erica get tongue tied. And it, it's it's one of the worst jokes I've ever seen in a children's movie. It's not good. Yeah. It's just an annoy. They both just do like a like this most annoying middle school mocking voice. This seemed unnecessary. Agreed. Yeah. And their faces, their their mouths turn into little squiggly lines. It looks like something out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon when they get hit really hard with a hammer. Or like Peanuts characters. Yes, or like Peanuts characters. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and that's the movie. What are we feeling overall? This is by far the best movie that we have watched so far of these three. <laughs> and I would like to say that emphatically, this is the best one. And that says so much about the rest. Is it that maybe we'll get into this when we get into the humor Look, ignoring Dracula, looking at the whole movie, is this the funniest? Probably. Probably. It's the only one with a plot. <laughs> I mean, who cares about plot? Like, like, I feel like I laughed more at the last one. Oh. Okay. I, okay. I feel like this That was is, blobby doing all the heavy lifting, yeah. but, you know. This, I think, is the best whole movie. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the last 15 minutes of the second movie was better mm-hmm. than this movie as a whole. I sure. agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Only having watched the first <laughs> half of the other two, <laughs> I feel like this movie relies more on dialogue jokes than sort of like physical and slapstick comedy. And I appreciate yes. that more as a viewer. So I think it was funnier to me than the other two. Though the best bit of visual humor had to be Dracula's outfit for the deck. Oh, yes. I could spend three hours talking about this outfit. (laughs) Please do. Oh, my gosh. It was just, I thought it was so funny. The, like... People had to make these choices <laughs> of, of the white shoes, the yeah. black socks, you know, all the way up to his knees, the short yeah. shorts that's basically like a, it's not quite a speedo, but it's not far from that. And it's, then we are right up, we're knocking on the door. And then, <laughs> and then the, the Hawaiian shirt. And I, I just, I really appreciated it mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. whole. The- Collar popped on the Hawaiian yeah. shirt really brings it together. Yeah. He is a Dracula. <laughs> and I and I like that that's a consistent like thing he has to do in every movie is he has to like, oh, got to pop the collar up. Mm-hmm. Like that's a funny bit. Kind of. <laughs> funny, is a, funny is a strong. Can I tell you also, I'm getting sick of seeing the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to get away from the hotel. It's just kind of now that I've seen, I don't, I think I'm just getting bored of it because now that I've like seen it, I was like. This kind of looks like shit, all things considered. Yeah. Like, I think what we. It's kind of a building. I'd love for the hotel to take on a little bit more of a Hogwarts vibe and that, like, it feels like it's alive too, to a degree. It meets their needs. Um, Not just like, you know, at first it looked like a cool castle. Now you're like, wait, this is actually kind of like a really boring castle. It's. It's just a build. It's just a building. Like, it's just like there's there's four walls and there's a moat and there's like some parapets. Yeah. Like I'd like them to bring in some more of what they did in the first movie um, where they hinted at Dracula's castle being 
incomprehensible yeah. at all times. Yes. Impossible to navigate. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Just something, you know, because now, literally, like, as soon as we got back, because I, I, like I said, I think they did a good job with the environments in this one. I think Atlantis looks really cool. Underwater looks really cool. I think the boat looks good. I think it, like, it just looks like a cruise ship boat, and I think that makes the jokes kind of land a bit more. And then we got back to the hotel, and I was like, oh, my God, this, like, really? <laughs> and they didn't even add like there's nothing they 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 introduce a honeymoon suite mm-hmm. in this one and i was like just like that doesn't get anything they couldn't do just like a little tower coming off of it because it's literally just a square building with windows yeah the inside looks good but the outside i'm like yeah. i'm tired of seeing this thing and that could be because of having to watch one of these movies every week all month it didn't work for me any last thoughts before we rank i just i'm going back to his look one more time because i have not stopped thinking about this since lizzie said it which is that it had big bisexual energy Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah just the two of them as a pair also but Mm -hmm. especially given his outfit Mm -hmm. is how i felt about it very interesting they're an interesting, like almost power couple. Like yeah. you're, you're, they're so close where you're like, wow, this is like a powerful union that's happened. And then by the end, you're like, no, I don't really, no. Um, charisma. Last week, five point two. I want to say I think his his charisma has been pretty strong. He did woo a date very quickly. She was trying to kill him, though. Yeah, but, but even more impressive, he t- he took her from the enough. hatred to the love side of the scale. <laughs> and even before like that, he was he was uh, he was set up really quickly with um, Frankenstein's arms cousin or something. <laughs> and, Good uh, joke. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, she was pretty into him too. I loved her. Honestly, Frankenstein's yeah. right arm's cousin. I thought she was fantastic. Yep. Um, okay, so are, are we thinking? Is he staying the same? Is he going up a little bit? I mean, I definitely felt like he was smoother, more charismatic sure. than the second movie. Sure. You feeling like a yeah. six? Is he up that yeah. high? Six higher yeah. than a six. I, think I six could see a six. Good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fashion sense eight point four last week. Much higher. It's got to go up. Strong fit this week. It's got to go up. We got multiple outfits. The knee-high socks. Mm -hmm. This has got to go up. Yeah. I I mean, I I dress like Dracula dresses in this movie during the summer. Like the only difference is the sock height, and the rest of it is how I dress in the summer. So I feel like I can't comment. I'm too close to this outfit. (laughs) Uh, I feel like a a nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Too high. No. Any higher? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's not too high. <laughs> Des- decidedly no. <laughs> nine. Wonderful. Intelligence. Four last week. He took a dip last week. He doesn't do anything particularly smart. No. I think true. one might be able to make the argument that because he didn't have to go through the exact same character growth. <laughs> <laughs> that perhaps his emotional intelligence is a little bit higher this time around. And, and he's willing to try new things. I think he's very emotionally intelligent in this movie. I will say that. I think romantically very much there. I think his relationship with his daughter is a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. He is finally starting to really accept Johnny as part of the family, mm-hmm. which I, I get it. Like if I, if, you know, Johnny's a deadbeat. I get it. But like... <laughs> He's finally like, that's my family. He like, I feel like in the second one, he was like, that's my family. And also <laughs> the, the, the father of my grandson is here <laughs> as well. Whereas in this one, he's like, no, this is my whole family. You know? Yeah. Um. Also, are we counting in his score the small montage from 1892 that takes place at the beginning? Because he does consistently and easily outsmart. Van Helsing. That's, that's true. true. That's I think that's a good point. point. Well, his the, first score was a 5.3. I was just going to so, say yep. Yeah. Do you want to jump? Do we jump back up there? Are we thinking a higher than that? Or 
do we just put him back at Hotel Trans? I think he's more intelligent than Hotel Transylvania one. Yeah. Emotionally, at least. Yeah, I, I agree. can see that. I agree. What, this one is out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. Maybe like a 5.7. Mm-hmm. 5.7. How do we feel about a 5.7 team? I, that sounds All right. good. I always feel like I'm managing a meeting when we have <laughs> guests on at this point. I'm like, team, how are we feeling? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Combat score, 9.5 last week. Very strong showing mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do take issue with the fact that he never once did try to fight the Kraken oh. with his physical prowess i think he could have beaten the kraken i think there was uh, he had three vampires around well, you know yeah. he didn't even try he yeah. gets trapped really quickly mm-hmm. yeah along with mavis yeah now, frankly he's a lover not a fighter in this one yeah <laughs> is this like D where agility could be factored into his combat score absolutely yeah because oh, he was very agile as he tangoed through the trap mm-hmm. room that i think the true. trap room is but, should be considered but he got hit by all the things. <laughs> he did. But intentionally. It's true. His goal was to put his body between the trap and Erica, and he did that successfully every time. Oh, this is an interesting debate. That's a good Ooh. point. That's a good point. But you, you feel like in the most agile version, he would <laughs> also would not have gotten <laughs> hit by any Fair of enough. these things. A better Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> or, or did he prove his devotion by getting hit by every single one? Also That's the fair. thing, right? What was the point of that scene? And this is this is why I got nervous earlier when we are decidedly split about what was the intention of that scene. Is now it's confused. Mm-hmm. It's confused everything about that scene now. Yeah. Open to interpretation. I and I hate that you're right about that. Um, not in a good way. Like I don't think it was supposed to be this way. I think. I think it's just a bad scene <laughs> because it's so vague. I he's, I don't think he's in the nines. I don't think he's in the eights. I, I agree. I think this has to drop down purely because we don't see him in a combat situation. No. We can only grade the movie in front of us, you know? It, it, dance score. Dance score is going up. Yes, but, absolutely. Mm. So how many points do you think his agility is worth then? You make a good point, but Lizzie also makes a good point. I, from my interpretation of the scene, he's intentionally taking mm-hmm. those bullets. I would believe that. Yeah. And I think the fact he, I mean, because he takes like 20 spears and arrows and is like literally smiling the whole time. And Not the, even smiling. I mean, he's like, he's got the eyes on. Like He's got a, he's got a literal axe in his skull by the end of it. <laughs> Does. And it's not just like a little bit like, nope, no, that thing's a few inches into his brain. No, mm-hmm. he like should not be alive. Uh, I can I can see a. Six point eight. Yeah. Higher than I was expecting. Higher than I was expecting, too. I just kind of started talking and it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can make an yeah. argument of a six point eight based on the the fight versus the Kraken is also an attempt to save his friend. You know, oh, like he's he's first and foremost, he'd like to save the Kraken and save those around him, as opposed to last week where we saw the bloodlust come out a little bit. I think that's it's true. And he, and he makes a good fight. He does ultimately succeed at saving his friends and his enemies. Him killing the Kraken would be weird. It would be like, go, it would right. literally be like going to a casino and the singer pulls out a gun and you're like, gotta kill this guy let's go it's like no like we i feel like we could work something out here a little bit like we don't need to jump to bloodlust immediately he also does best van helsing in combat about 10 times before the movie begins 100 percent. what number did i say 6.7 is good i think think that works all right shape shifting last week in 9.7 got a new form got a new form rat form i mean I think you could easily make an argument that this is a 10. This feels like a 10. Yeah. If not, the, like literally all we're missing is the, no, we're not even missing the smoke because he did smoke in the first one. Yeah. Does he do smoke? Yeah, he does smoke once. He also continuously, he continuously uses them over and over and over again to evade the same opponents. So they're yeah. clearly not catching on. Um, but regardless, he shows a new, a new ability 
each time to keep them on their toes. Yeah, he's con- and I honestly like I think you can make an argument that, that the flashback at the beginning of the movie is showing us how he uncovered each of those forms. Yeah. Oh, I like he had to keep that. evolving almost to keep up with Van Hel. That's just kind of a fun little thing in my head. But it's Daniel's head cannon. That's my little head cannon. <laughs> I think because I'm looking for anything at this point. I think a ten is is very solid for him. He can do everything. Yeah, I agree. Miscellaneous. Uh, we're still kind of weirded out by miscellaneous. Yeah. We kind of talked last week about Evan and I needing to go back at the end and just figure mm-hmm. out miscellaneous. I have to say, I think his uh, general magic prowess, mm-hmm. sure. his hypnotism, yep. telekinesis, uh, telekinesis uh, very strong telekinesis. Stereo fingers yep. in this one. He yeah, touches he just, Johnny's computer to make the music come out. To, and to make it and to make it magic music. So I would argue he's got some like cleric enchanting powers in there. It's true. I, it's, this feels like a very strong miscellaneous showing for magic. He's got a 9.5 from the last two weeks. This might be more. What do you want to make it? Oh, what's what's the group thinking? I think it's yeah, I agree. I like think it magic could... had a strong showing. I don't know what the miscellaneous was for in the last two. <laughs> we don't remember. We either. <laughs> I think we did telekinesis. For okay. I think we did his telekinesis. I mean, so yeah, if we like expand that to his magic, I think yeah, yeah. Fine. I don't think it should be lower. And I think no. the ability to turn. <laughs> the Macarena into such a powerful spell for good that it snapped the Kraken out of it and made the music tear itself to pieces. I'd say that's pretty dang powerful. That might up it closer to uh, maybe a 9.7. I mean, we can make it a 10 if we want. He's not immortal, though, which that's is true. what 10 has been in the past. Yeah. 9.8, 9.7. I'm cool with a 9.8 or a 9.8. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's going up in the world. Grand entrance slash exit. This is out of five. How did he enter this time? We got On the train dressed as a woman. <laughs> In hiding. <laughs> Not exactly grand. No. And his exit was? Proposing to? Zero. Okay. <laughs> last week he had, I mean, this doesn't really matter, but last week he had a one. I think this is, yeah, I feel similarly. S- this could be a, a one, a point five, perhaps. Yeah, point five, like mm-hmm. a point five. Point five. All right. Yeah, it, for either one. If literally we could for either include one. the rest of the flashback versus Van Helsing, yeah. this would up that score a lot. But as it is, I think that opening bit where he's trying to very, very, very poorly hide as a woman is mm-hmm. is too. We can't forget that. <laughs> we will not forget that. <laughs> we'll remember that book bonus. We have a character from the book now. It has to be higher than the other ones. (laughs) The zeros we've given him. You have given uh, partial points in the past for living in a confusing castle, which he does live in. It's true. This is true. You make a good point. I think, I mean, our argument for a zero in that case was, yes, he's living in a castle, but in this one, we know how the castle was built, and it wasn't the way it was in the book. Fair enough. Yeah. Like... You know, yes, he wears a cape. Okay, like uh, that that doesn't inspire me. And though. weren't you saying that 1897 was the year that yes, uh, Dracula? 1897 is book accurate. Was that? that's because uh, wasn't Dracula released in 1897? 1897, yes. It, this con- this opening confuses the lore even more because he's supposed to be with his. With Mavis's mom at this point. 100%. Like, unless, why is he out unless he was going home? I was going to say, maybe he was going home. Maybe he was saving his other monster friends from their trouble. They might have just been on a little trip. That's true. I'm more <laughs> interested in the Dracula Underground Monster Railroad, though. <laughs> well, That's on. an interesting story. Let's do some math on this. Sure. Mavis is 100 and, let's say... 20. She was 118 in the first movie, and then yeah. there was a seven-year time jump in the second movie. This one takes place a few weeks after the second movie. Wow. So strong you have more knowledge you brought. <laughs> Thank so, you. Okay. That's My mind what, is broken. 125? Yeah, 125. 125. Yeah. And so it, maybe came out, and it came out in 2018? Yeah. Is it supposed so, to be set in the present? I believe so. So, so <laughs> How old so that would is be early, Mavis So this would in. be after Mavis was born then. She's 126 years old in Hotel Transylvania 3. So, so 1897 would be after her yeah. her being born if if it is 2018. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how, how have we never gone on the so hotel Transylvania? Wi- wiki? His wife would already be dead at this point. Yes. Yeah. Because his wife dies when Mavis is just a baby. So he just abandons his baby to go on a cross-dressing yeah, adventure. A babysitter. <laughs> it does That's seem like they're in parent. like exile, like that they're like yeah. trying to. Yeah. They're like fugitives from something in this moment. So it's weird that she's not there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've gone on the hoteltransylvania.fandom.com. <laughs> there is a whole section labeled Zing in the Mavis oh, character description. Jesus, this is wrong. You get spoilers no. for the fourth one. I can't get spoiled. Oh, no. Honestly, sometimes I think the amount of Dracula movies we've watched is like a weird pastime we've condemned ourselves to, but it could be way worse if we were spending time editing and creating the Hotel Transylvania Wikipedia page. <laughs> that could be way worse. My, my life has gone off the rails in several ways. I mean, COVID changed everything, but I'm not <laughs> writing the Hotel Transylvania.fandom.com website. <laughs> Thank God. Dude, did you know that Jonathan, was, like Johnny, is a major character in Hotel Transylvania 2? He is a young adult human. He's a young adult human. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. A there's a game. Human. Oh, my God. There's three video games. Wow. So that's what we're doing next. Hotel Transylvania yeah. social game. Social game. Build, decorate, manage, and maintain your very own Hotel Transylvania based on the Sony Pictures Animation film. A host of adorable monsters are eager to escape, escape the stress of the human-inhabited world. Okay, we can do Gross. that next October. We are. This is what we're doing now. Um, <laughs> where were we? Book, Book bonus. Oh, sorry. Book <laughs> bonus. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a number. Please. Okay. Point eight. All right. Because yeah. I feel like there's some it's implication. It's getting lukewarm nods from the team. <laughs> some, some implication that other events of the book might have taken place while he was fighting Van Helsing in that montage. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, now I'm looking at the gameplay for Hotel Transylvania 2, the game. Join Drax Pack. I've been informed I can join Drax Pack. Hell yeah. Make your world exciting. We lead Drax Pack. Dude, we can build our own monster. We can build a better Hotel Transylvania. Oh, wow. This is pro marketing. This is yeah, this is all been groomed. Look around the podcast, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Dude, if Hotel Trans. I mean, at this point, we've earned it. It's true. Major quote from Mavis to Dracula: "Quote, this is all your fault." Two exclamation marks. Wow, this is high end stuff. That's a key. That's a key quote from this film. <laughs> Pivotal to her character. That was only memorable quotes from Hotel Transylvania 1. They've literally got like 30 quotes from her from the first movie. N- none of them are memorable. Follow me. Yeah, That's my mom picked it. something anybody could say. <laughs> <laughs> Humor. Last week came in with a 3.2. I think he's funnier this week. I think he's funnier this week. I'll agree. Yeah, I agree. Not much. But <laughs> he just has a little bit more charm this time around. He seems a little bit more sure of himself. And I think that really shows in the humor department. So this is humor just of his humor or the movie's humor as a whole? His, his humor. His, his humor specifically. Laughing with him, not at him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> I mean, does he touch? Is he touching four? I think he's right around where he was in the first movie to, to me. 3.8? Yeah, maybe 3.7 this time around. Okay. All right. I like a 3.7. I don't think he, like, nothing made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he is funnier than he was in the last one. Mm-hmm. No. The, like, jazz club slam poet thing. <laughs> I, I do have to say made me laugh out loud. I thought that was That so was great. Funny. <laughs> Another great. Um, anything we want to go back and adjust? I want to throw something out there for the fashion Please. sense. Please, yes. I'd like to bring us all back to the moment we're in there dancing, the Macarena, and his cape, cape separates from him and begins to dance on its own. So, Se- semi sentient cape. Semi sentient cape. I think that has to add to fashion sense, like point two. Mm. I can agree with a point yeah. two. I can see a point two. Yeah. All right, 9.2 for the fashion sense. Moving up in the world. Coming in with a final score, his his highest one yet, and frankly, a pretty darn good score, yeah. 52.5. That's pretty good. That's really good. I mean, he is right below Dracula. He is one point below Dracula 2020, the BBC. Whoa. Okay, that's way better than I thought he was. It's really I can't good, wait for the man. fourth one to bring him down. 
Dude, know. he's number eight right now. Wow. Eight and ten. It's eight and ten, yeah. I, I'm a little worried that uh, his score doesn't reflect his powers so much as it reflects that the movies are getting better, so therefore it feels like he has to be getting better, mm-hmm. when in reality, he might just be the same old idiot. I th- I think he's getting better. In some departments, in, yes. in, in some departments, The combat yeah. department, he definitely got better in. Holy shit, yeah. That no question. That combat was very good. Yeah. It was good combat. But you look at that trio um, yeah. of sort of shape-shifting, miscellaneous, and fashion sense, and that really does <laughs> elevate him. That's true. That is, that is true. He's yeah. relying on those three. For everyone in the room, bat him up. Do you think you could beat this Dracula with a single American oak baseball bat? No. No. Yes, I'm still going with a yes. <laughs> He's immortal. Yes, Evan's really sticking to his the guns axe, on this one. The axe couldn't take him out, but you can? No. <laughs> as he says in the first movie, okay, when he gets asked about the wooden stake thing, he says, who wouldn't that kill? He acknowledges that it would happen. Mm-hmm. So you break mm-hmm. the bat over him, and then you stab him. Your strategy him the last week was to seduce. Well, oh, that's that still stands. I'm going to seduce okay. him with friendship. <laughs> I clarified to my girlfriend with friendship. Sure. I will seduce sure. him, and then I will stab him with a baseball bat. I, I will seduce him not with friendship. <laughs> that's, you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> it feels bad to kill this Dracula, though. Yeah, yeah. like that's not, that feels wrong. Yeah, he's not evil. He's not a monster anymore. He's just, he's just not. That's true. I'd still do it if I needed to. <laughs> I'm prepared. What, uh, what, is, what is the reason you would feel the need to kill this Dracula? That's a great question, and I don't have an answer for it yet. I'll check back in with you next yeah, week. I'll, I'll, I will spend the whole week thinking about it, justifying it. Good. Thank you. I'm glad. My righteous um, anger. <laughs> how does everybody want to leave this week? This was much less pain, painful than I thought it was going to be. I, I was really not feeling this movie when we watched it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm going to kick the Kraken out of his ginormous bed, and I'm taking <laughs> it for myself. It is underwater. Mm-hmm. I'll move it. I'll get him to put it on land for me. Yeah. I was curious if this would be traumatic for you, given your your fear of the I, I unknown do. things in the water. <laughs> I do have a fear of the water, of, of the deep ocean, okay? We don't know that krakens aren't real. So Does your, does your thalassophobia apply to giant beds? No. Giant beds. Right. I, I want it. It's That's like, all we need. Just a little crack in the armor. We'll, we'll solve this thing one day. It's like a day. bed the size of Central Park. I need that. Are you going to take over Central Park for your new giant yes, Kraken bed? I'm going to have the Kraken put the bed on Central Park. It'll still it'll hover above it. Okay, it's got legs, so people can still have their park down below. Where are those legs going to be? They're going to be bunked on top of Central Park. Yeah. Okay, it's still going to cover things though. <laughs> like those legs have Only to go. Only a few things. It's fine. Out on some... just a couple. It's rocks. just Columbus Circle. Yeah. Who needs Nobody it? Nobody needs it anyway. Like... It can replace the Statue of Columbus. Exactly. There Please. you go. There we go. It's a progressive bed. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, how do you want to leave the show? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the in, most difficult in, question. In uh, in Dracula's outfit. Okay. <laughs> I like Great. that. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to steal his outfit yeah. and walk away. But the deck yeah. outfit, right? With the deck the, outfit. Yeah, with yes. the knee-high socks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. And not I doing the know. Macarena. Yeah. Doing some <laughs> other, like the cha-cha slide or <laughs> Honestly, the cha-cha slide would be better. Would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not as generically... Bland and popular. I don't know what I expected when they were like, "We got it." It's the ultimate song. The Macarena was not it. Sorry. No, Cat just stole my headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, how do you want to leave? Uh, I will be getting in my uh, fish fish shaped submarine <laughs> <laughs> and swimming off into the ocean. I like that when she tried to kill Dracula underwater, she still shot wooden stakes. <laughs> she knew what she was about. They just had little rocket fins attached at the end. And I, I, I thought that was a good joke. Uh, Daniel, how will you be leaving the podcast? Oh, man. Um, I don't want to go back to the hotel. I know I have to, but I don't want to. 
Um, oh, I'm um, I have signed up to train Blobby's dog. <laughs> I will be now a Blobby dog trainer. Mm. So I'm going to probably take him out back and kind of run some laps. You know, we'll do some <laughs> fetch agility, agility, race ing each other. I bet I could beat that dog in a race. It's very small. His it's legs a very are quite small tiny. dog. And he's a blob. <laughs> Um, well, thank you both so much for joining us. It, I think Evan needed the pick me up mm-hmm. more than I did. I did. Guys, <laughs> I watched most of this movie on the first go round. Also, yes, I say it that. was shocking. You watched this twice. You watched this in, in two, two sittings. sittings. OK, yeah. But like I, I got Explain, the first, please. I got the first hour on my own. And then someone who may or may not be sitting to my left started <laughs> falling asleep. And I said, no, no, no. Someone, you're who, dealing you're with this too. With me. Someone who may or may not be sitting to your left gets off of work very, very late <laughs> in the day. Excuses. Um, well, thank you both for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, it's over. One more time. Hotel Transylvania for... Transformania. Evan, do you know what happens in this one? I'm assuming someone transforms into something, but I really don't care to find out what or who. It's baffling to me that you have no idea what happens in any of these Can I guess? Can I guess? Please. Yeah, I I think that the only, from what I can tell, the only thread that seemed like it could go somewhere was the thread between the the Dennis and the little werewolf girl. Oh, right. And Mm -hmm. that, like, maybe there's something with werewolves... And that transformation. Oh, okay. Okay. That and they've zinged. Guess. Like, they have both, because they're both monsters, they have both zinged with each other. Though he's not ready to, ready to commit. Yeah, I don't know if they have or if they both like each other, they're calling it a zing. You little no, kids she, says, will, she says in the second one they zing. Well, but you little kids will be like, I'm in love, and they're not. And he was like, I'm too young to date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The ethics of the zing. It's, it's not ethical. Yeah, at least they didn't go the Twilight route, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the man sh- with the baby. That shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, you shouldn't. Oh my god, I don't. Don't even get me started on that. That's <laughs> just that's the most insane thing in fantasy ever. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Hotel Transylvania Four, the last one. Somehow, even though it made like a lot of money, still. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>